you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. He found a new jawbone of a donkey and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. And Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey have I slain a thousand men. And it came to pass when he had made an end of the speaking, he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called the name of the place Ramoth Leah. And I'll go ahead and stop reading there. I want to preach to you tonight on this subject, what the enemy forgot what the enemy forgot and I have a word for somebody in this house tonight the enemy forgot something very close to you and before this night is over if you would reach down and pick it up it'll be your greatest victory that you've ever had in your life let's clap our hands unto the Lord Father we honor you and we bless you and we thank you for the spirit of liberty that is in the house of God. And everybody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. The Bible tells us that the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said, Behold, thou art barren, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And he said, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not anything unclean. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head. The child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel from the hand of the Philistines. I want you to notice in the word of God tonight uh, that the Lord specifically said to Samson's mother that this son that is going to be born unto you he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. It's important because the life of Samson is such a mystery. We find the rise and the fall of a young man. From one point you have God about to deliver a nation. And on the other hand you have a man that is making decisions that are not so wise. But when you look into the word of God you begin to find that God had a plan for this man from his mother's womb. And the Bible said at one portion that when Samson returned to his father and to his mother, he said to them, I have found a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for my wife. And the father began to talk to Samson and began to tell him, is not there an acceptable woman among the relatives, among our people? Must thou go to the uncircumcised Philistines to get a wife but Samson said to his father get her for me for she is right but verse 4 throws an interesting uh, interesting thought because the word of God says that his parents did not know that this was from the Lord who was seeking occasion to confront the Philistines for at that time they were ruling over Israel. The Bible
Bible specifically gives us insight that God Almighty was looking at his enemy and he was using Samson's life to to use Samson to come against the enemy. It was God's thought that the enemy would not prevail against the people of God. I want to tell you tonight that the Lord's specific thought to each one of us is that the enemy will never overtake us. We may go through things that we do not understand. We may go through life and say, Lord, where was your hand? But there's one thing that I will tell you tonight that God has a plan and God's going to use that plan to deliver us and to lift us up and to let his power move in every one of our lives. Come on somebody. You may not have had a perfect life. You may not have done everything right. But one thing I can say to you tonight, you made it to the house of the Lord. You may have some X's by your name, but let me guarantee you one thing. As long as you make up your mind, I'm going to serve him. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to give him my everything. There's a God in this house who's saying that's the one that I can use. That's the one that I can anoint. That's the one that I can bless. Come on, God is looking for somebody who's been anointed of his spirit, who has been chosen in his name. He's looking for somebody tonight. The devil might have fought you, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want you to notice that Samson's life is very interesting. And the point that you cannot dismiss about Samson is the fact that there is a powerful promise and anointing upon his life. When there is a promise and an anointing upon your life, there's nothing the enemy can do about it. And the adversary will never have your best interest in his heart. The enemy is not your friend tonight. The enemy is nothing to count or to fellowship with. That's why Peter said, humble yourselves, therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And then Peter said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I want to tell somebody tonight that that devil is still a lion, and he's up to no good. He might have told you it's going to be easier in the world, but this preacher's here to tell you God's anointing is greater than what the enemy is trying to put in your heart and in your mind. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is greater and more powerful than you've ever had in your life. Come on, somebody. It's not time to fellowship with the enemy. It's time to fellowship with the Lord because when you fellowship with Jesus, he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will anoint you. He will bless you. He'll walk with you through your life. The Bible said that adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion. Samson's going through his life. He's going back to Timnah. He's going after the one he thinks he loves. And as he is going there, all of a sudden the Bible says, suddenly a young lion come after him roaring. And Samson, the Bible said, the spirit of the Lord came upon him in power so that he tore the line in two. What are you saying tonight? I'm saying there's things in your life that will always come against you as a roaring line. 
But when the Spirit of God is with you, he will give you power to tear asunder what the enemy is trying to do in your life. I wish somebody would help me right now hear what this preacher's telling you. You've got power in you to tear asunder what the enemy has come to do to you. You ain't got to backslide. You ain't got to walk away from God. Your family does not have to fail. There's a God in this house who's saying, hey, when it comes like a lion, my spirit is going to come over you. My spirit is going to bless you and anoint you that you can tear asunder that line. That's why Paul said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I want you just to reach out right now and feel. Can you feel the spirit of the Lord in this house? Can you feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost? It's been flowing through this service. And some of you still are saying in your mind, I cannot overcome the tactics that the enemy has placed in my spirit. I wish you would just feel because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And when the Spirit of God came upon Samson, he takes that young lion and he begins to rip it apart I'm here to tell you that that adversity that weakness and that struggle that addiction God is allowing his spirit to walk into this house tonight he's trying to anoint you that you can tear that addiction off of you come on somebody my God I feel the Holy Ghost why don't you reach into that sickness and say sickness you ain't gonna find me no I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to praise him with all of my might. I'm going to lift up my name, his name, and glorify him tonight. Come on, everybody in this house, just lift your hands. Begin to worship him right now. Come on, worship him right now. Woo! I'm telling you in the word of God right now, God's giving you power to rip things off of you. I've got to stop right now. I just, the anointing is in this place. There's things that's trying to discourage you and talk you out of worshiping and praising God. But I'm here to tell you, there ain't nothing like a one God apostolic that's been baptized in the name of Jesus. It walks into the house of God and the anointing of the Lord comes and the lion's been roaring and the enemy's been fighting. Come on, somebody. Let anointing rip that thing off of you right now. Let anointing move in your spirit. Let anointing dig into your spirit right now. Jesus, let your spirit come. Come on, church, call on that name. Jesus, let your spirit move in this house. Do you feel what I'm saying right now? Come on, do you feel what I'm saying? That anointing. Anybody feel God doing something specific in your life right now? My God. The lines roared. Be seated. But whenever God's spirit came, he begins to rip it to shreds. And that line sitting there, and you know the riddle in the story. But the Philistines, I want you to understand the Philistines, no matter how much Israel defeated them, they were always a thorn in their side. They were always the enemy that would come after God's people. The Philistines hated Samson because Samson was chosen of God. And when you're chosen of God, you're not a friend to the enemy. You may think you're a friend. They may pat you on the back a little while and say, come on and come clubbing or whatever you call it up here with us for a little while. But honey, when the lights are out, 
and the music is dead. And the adversary is sitting back in his chair saying, I've got them where I want them. God is saying, come on, Samson, let my spirit visit you. Come on, Samson, let my spirit touch you. I hear it in this place right now. Some of you have been drowned out by the praises of others. But in your spirit, you said, I wish I could have a breakthrough. I wish I could have a dimension of what God is doing. <laughs> Woo! That's what I'm trying to say. Samson, let my spirit come. Samson, come back to what you know. Samson, it's time for a breakthrough. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. You need to quit listening to the enemy. You need to quit reasoning with the enemy. The enemy has no reason with you. His logic is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But my Jesus, he walked into this house to give you life and life more abundantly. He's looking for somebody tonight who says, I hear the voice of my master. I hear the voice of my master. Come on, I hear the voice of my master. I hear the voice of my master. Does anybody hear that? Raise your hands right now and just worship him in this place. I got to preach. Because somebody in this place is fixing to experience a dramatic breakthrough like you've never experienced before. Be seated for a moment. Samson's enemies kept coming. They kept moving. But Samson decided, I'm going to take a fox, tie 300 fox tails, set them out in the field, and he burned up a Philistine's field. I want to tell you tonight, it's about revival. And you need to let the fire of the Holy Ghost get back involved in what you're doing. I don't know you from Adam, but I know what the Spirit of the Lord has dealt with me all day about. It's time to realize the enemy of Frankfurt is not our friend, but Jesus is the deliverer that came to set man free. Does anybody hear me? Is there a soul winner that says, I'm going to take a fox and I'm going to tie a fire on his tail. I'm fixing to have revival. I'm preaching your revival's not dead. Your revival's just beginning. Your revival's not going out. Your revival's alive. There's a move of God to shake this area. And I feel in the Holy Ghost that God has chosen you for a specific time. And you're at the right time, at the right place. And God is about to let anointing move in the field. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord right now. Going to tell you a secret. Be seated. It's about revival. And when the church gets used to being ruled by the enemy, the first thing that they begin to do is to start reasoning with the adversary. You want to break through? You want to go further than you've ever went before? We've got a great building. We've got a move of God happening. But I'm talking about walking the aisles and people being healed because the anointing of God is so great on you. You're chosen of God. Judah was chosen of God. Judah was a praiser. But Judah began to reason with the enemy. And whenever they began to talk to the enemy, the Philistines, they said to them, Why are you come? Ain't that about like it? We always say, God, why is this storm here? 
God, why is this sickness here? God, why am I having problems with my children? Why is all of this going on? That's what Judah was saying. Why are you come up here? What have we done to you? The enemy is in your business for one reason. He knows what you're capable of. Ah, you didn't hear me. The enemy is in your business for one reason. He knows what you're capable of. Ah, hear me somebody right now. The Philistines went up to Judah and they said, why are you come? They thought they'd come to destroy us. And they said, we're come to bind Samson. That's why we're come to do to him as he has done to us. Let me point out something to you right now. Whenever the enemy began to talk to the church, that's what Judah was. They were the praisers. They were the church. They said, we're come for one man. We just want Samson. That's how the devil does. He comes to the congregation. He pulls one out here and one out there. And it's usually Judah that tries to bind them. So the you know, they, they've already backslid. Just to no, I'm talking to Judah tonight. It's time for you to stand up and stand to the enemy and say enemy we're not going to reason with you we're not going to give you Samson we know why you're come come on somebody you got to square your shoulders back you got to make up your mind I'm a one God apostolic tongue talking Holy Ghost filled child of God and I refuse to reason with the enemy Oh, it's all right. Be seated. It's okay. It's just Samson. Just Samson. I've heard him. I, I pastor. I've heard him. Oh, it, it's just. It's just that one. It's just uh, Rebecca. She she struggled for a long time. Well, no need to get riled up about it. You want revival? You want revival? Get riled up about the one the enemy is pulling out of your congregation. Get riled up about the one that went back to their habits and their addictions and get fired up about it and say, not today, you old Philistine. Not today, you old Philistine. That's my Samson. Come on, Judah. It's time to worship like this church has never worshipped. It's time to dance like you've never danced. It's time to shout like you've never shouted. It's time to praise him like you've never praised him. You know why? As long as you're praising him, the Philistine will never come to where you are. As long as you're worshiping him, that Philistine will never come to that rock. Woo! My God. So here they come. They said, all right, here we are. We, we've come. We want you to go up to Rock Edom. And you bind Samson and you bring him to us. All right, enemy, whatever you want. So up the rock they went. And when they come to Samson, Samson says, what are you doing here? 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of that rock one day. And they said, we're come to bind you, Samson. When they should have been praising God, they went to bind one of their own. When they should have been worshiping, can you imagine 3,000 people packed into this place right now, lifting up their voices, saying, glory be to God. But instead, they were binding Samson. And Samson had enough of fear of God. He said, all right, I'll tell you. 
You can bind me, but just don't follow me. Don't kill me. Don't take my life. You know why? Because Samson knew that the closer he got to the enemy, that the anointing of God would come back upon him. I'm telling somebody tonight, would the praisers arise and help us, Samson? We ain't got to bind the backslider. We've got power to help loose them. Come on, somebody. God wants you to know there's an anointing in this house. There's a power in this house there's a glory that is moving in somebody's life tonight so they promised Samson look at your neighbor and say I promise you I'm not going to kill you I ain't going to kill you I'm going to worship with you we're going to get cranked up this organ in a minute but just stay with me because I, I feel something I feel a pivot in this house, feel a turning point for you this year that God's fixing to open the windows of heaven. But you got to remember what I say not one soul is worth binding and killing, it's worth saying, Lord, we're the praisers. And where there's praise, there's liberty. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. How do you know there's liberty? Because the Bible says He inhabits the praises of His people. And when you begin to praise Him, I believe that if Judah began to praise God when the Philistines come, God would have gave Judah the victory. But instead, He had to wait for a Samson to say, don't kill me. Just help me. Just forgive me. Bind me with cords and take me to the enemy. But I want to tell you that God has not given up on anybody in this place. And somebody has walked in saying I feel like it's over why don't you look at somebody else and say it's not over for me don't bind me don't put shackles on me help me praise my way out of it I know repentance has its place but I'm talking about the spirit of God I'm talking about when the spirit comes there's liberty I'm talking about when the spirit comes there's power I'm talking about when the spirit comes there's anointing to loose you from every chain, every shackle, every captivity that you've been going through. Loose me and set me free. Loose me and deliver me tonight, Lord. What I'm really saying is no matter how messed up you are. I was messed up at 18 years old. God delivered me miraculously. No matter how bound up you are, God's able to take a Samson and move upon him and deliver a nation. The anointing is everything that makes a difference. They bind Samson with two new cords. You would think he would be defeated. They came to Lehi. But the Bible says, and then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. The Spirit of the Lord. Anybody feel the Spirit of the Lord in this place? Just take your right hand and lift it high and say, Lord, I feel you. Whew. I feel that. It came mightily upon him. And the Bible said, that the cords upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his bands loosed from off of his hands. What are you saying right now, preacher? I'm saying that God has already began to deliver you. You said you felt the presence of God. You said you felt the Spirit of the Lord. And with His Spirit comes deliverance. You're already being loosed right now. You're already being set free right now. What the enemy don't know, 
The enemy thinks you're bound. The enemy thinks it's over. The enemy thinks there's nowhere else for you to go. The enemy said it's a done deal. But God said, oh no, I'm invisible. The enemy cannot detect me. God said, I'm moving on you mightily. My spirit's burning the chains and the cords off of your body. I feel deliverance in this house. I feel addictions falling off of people. Come on, you're not going to be bound by that nicotine and that pornography and that stuff that you've been bound with. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, Samson. Come on, Samson. It's not over yet. You say, why ain't it over? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And as Samson's standing there, and he's bound up, and he can't move his hands, the Spirit began to move. He felt them cords loosening, and he knew, this is my opportunity. Telling somebody right now, this is your opportunity. This is your day that God said, I'm coming to your life to deliver you, to take the cords off of you. And whenever Simpson felt the loosening of them cords, he began to move around freely. I imagine Judah was saying, what's going on with Samson? We bound him for the enemy. But what the enemy did not understand, something miraculous was about to take place. A few days ago, there was a mountain lion or a bear or something in that mountain, Lehi, and all of a sudden, Samson's looking around, and a few days earlier, the Bible says it was fresh, and that old prey, that, 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 that attacker came upon this young donkey, and that, I'll just call it a mountain lion sank his vicious teeth into that little donkey, began to rip his flesh and his sinew from off of his skeletal body. That young donkey died that day. That, that predator, that, that lion, that enemy of that donkey had shred him to pieces, filled his belly, and walked off gloating in his victory. But yet, days later, there was a Samson that had been bound, that had not been free, that had been wrestling with his will, that all of a sudden, he's set free by the Spirit of God, and he begins to look around, and he sees this little jawbone of a donkey, what the enemy one day forgot. God said, I'm going to reach down. I'm going to anoint my servant. I'm going to reach into his life, and I'm going to deliver him. And he's going to reach down, and he's going to pick up what the enemy forgot in his life. I'm telling somebody right now, what God is wanting you to do is to look around you and say, hey, he forgot my joy. He forgot my victory. He forgot my testimony. You need to look around and realize God has set you free, but the enemy, he forgot to take what was personal between you and your God. Maybe it's your joy right now that you lost. Why don't you look around a little while? You might find a little bit of peace in the Holy Ghost. You need to look around and say, what did the enemy forget? What did he forget? He forgot a little jawbone of a donkey. And right now, 
I'm coming to the enemy's camp. You know what Samson did? He began to slay and to kill and to destroy the enemy that come to destroy him. What are you going to do tonight? You're going to pick up what the enemy forgot. He forgot to take your keys that you could come to the house of God. He forgot to take your testimony. And I remember one night when Jesus got a hold of me. Come on, somebody. God has walked into this building. God is looking for somebody that says, hey, I've got a feeling everything is going to be all right. Come on, somebody. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus here. He's walking to and fro through the house of the Lord. I want you to pick up something the enemy forgot. I want you to come to this front right now. Come on, worshiper. Come on, Judah. Come on, Samson. There's somebody. Come on, pick it up. 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 The enemy forgot it. But God's going to use it. The enemy let me leave. God's going to bless me. Come on, somebody. God's in this place. God's delivering in this house right now where the Spirit of Jesus is. Everything you've been looking for. Get refilled with the Holy Ghost. Get renewed in the power of God's Spirit. Come on, everything. Everything's gonna be alright. Come on. Come on, let your praise out. Come on, Judah. We're in this together. There might be a sense in but we're in this together. Come on, Judah. Come on, Judah. Out of, but praise can get us out of. 
I want you to find two people and I want you to link up with them. And I want you to look at them and say, sister, brother, you're not going to praise your way out of this by yourself. You're not going to do this thing on your own. Now, here's what I want you to do. It's going to take about 60 seconds. And you're not going to praise for your answer. You're going to praise for their answer. I wonder if right now, if you would unleash some crazy Holy Ghost worship in this place. Come on, not pretty worship. Not petty worship. But would you release some worship in this place? assembly and we're getting ready to pray some spirits of pride right out of the building ushers i want you to open the doors wide up we're gonna pray some things right out of this assembly i want you to turn toward the back wall toward the north the south the east the west open the doors 
We're going to pray some spirits out of this place. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to call on the name of Jesus. And we're going to take dominion over the spirit of pride. We're going to call on the name of Jesus and take dominion over the spirit of fear. We're going to call on the name of Jesus and take dominion over every spirit of complacency. And we're going to send it right back where it came from. And when it's released, worship is going to rise in a way that 2501 East Wabash has never seen before. Stretch your hands toward the back of the building, toward each door of the building. Now, don't make me pray by myself. Lord, right now, by the power and the authority of the name of Jesus, we take dominion over every spirit of arrogance. We take dominion over every spirit of pride. We take dominion over every spirit of complacency. Complacency, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Fear, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Normality, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We cast you out of this building. You have no place in this assembly. Cut the music. Cut the music. I don't want to hear the sound of music. I want to hear the sound of your voice calling unto God right now with all your might, with all your strength. Come on, you have dominion over death, hell, and the grave. We rebuke every spirit of fear. We cast out every spirit of normality. We remove every spirit of complacency. Spirit of pride, you gotta go. I want you to lay hands on the person next to you and release a spirit of worship on their life. I pray a release on every household, on every mind, on every family, on every individual. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I said there's liberty to worship. You've got the attention of heaven and your destiny is precedent based upon your level of worship right here in this moment. If you need something from God, I suggest you release some crazy praise. If you're perfect, you're fine. You can leave. If you don't need the Lord, you can go. But if you need something from God, I want you to weigh this moment. Here's what's going to happen. I want our elders to come right here to the front of this room. If you're over the age of 40, I want you to come to the front of this room. If you're a pillar in this church, I want you to come to the front of this room. If you've been here for a while, I want you to come to the front of this room. Come on, hurry with me. Hurry with me. Come on, where are our elders at? I want you to come right up to the center aisle. Now listen to me, elders. This generation doesn't know what went in to creating the revival that we're experiencing today. 
they don't know the sacrifice that went into creating what we have here today. I wonder if our elders would show the young people and show our new people how to worship God for what he's done. Come on, elders, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Here's what I feel. Here's what I feel. I feel a transference of anointing. Elders, I want you to find a young person. I want you to find somebody. Maybe they've not been in church a while. Maybe they're a high schooler. I want you to hurry with me. I want you to find somebody. There's getting ready to be a transference of the anointing of praise. I want you to link up with somebody. I don't want you to pray for them how to worship. I don't want you to tell them how to worship right now. I want you to show them how to worship. I want you to show them what it means to give God glory. I want you to release some praise in the house. Would you release praise for the city of Frankfurt? Would you release praise for the city of Lafayette? Would you release praise for the city of Lebanon? Come on, some of y'all need to let go and give God some praise. If you gotta go, we understand you're dismissed. But if you're not satisfied, I want you to continue to lift up a voice of praise in the house. If you gotta leave, we'll see you next week. But if you're not satisfied, I want you to lift up some worship before the throne of the Lord. the strongholds right off of your life. If you're dealing with addiction, release some praise. If you're dealing with fear, give God some praise. If you're dealing with worry, give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs> 